Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, great to have everyone here this morning. Some are online joining us, Odinga guys and others, and uh, bless you wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and who's enjoying the mass this morning? <laughs> I hate them, but, uh, you know, it's life. Hopefully it's only this week, and then we get back to normal next week, hey? That would be good. Awesome. What a great time of worship this morning, hey? Yeah? Well, let's just pray before we get, get going this morning. Lord, we, we just thank you for worship. Thank you that it reminds us of you. It reminds us of your goodness. And so we, we even just give you praise and worship just sitting here this morning. We thank you for our city and our nation and every blessing that you've given us. We thank you for every good thing that we have in our lives because of you. And we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us and grow us in this season in unique ways. And we pray that you would speak to us, train us, strengthen us. And we pray that you would pour out your spirit in our city and in our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent. Well, there's, uh, you know, it's it's a funny season, isn't it? And uh, last week, I was here at the same time and no one was here. And, uh, you know, we, we had some dramas and, and now there's people here. So, you know, it's, it's different for everyone. Life is weird. Uh, but we're getting used to a whole lot of things that we never had to get used to before. And, and we're actually okay, aren't we? Um, it's interesting what we, we would never have thought possible a couple of years ago. We just go with now. Um, and look, there's a whole lot of things that... You know, we could say, uh, particularly publicly from a church point of view, and, and um, you know, you've always got to be careful uh, what you put out there publicly. Uh, but the thing that I suppose is worth saying is, is this. When it comes to all the COVID stuff, and you probably notice we abide by everything, we do everything we can, but we're not ramming it down people's throats. And the reason is, is because we've decided we're, we're going to pick our battles And right now, if this is a short thing that's just coming and going, well, then it's not one I want to go to jail for. I don't know about you. You can go to jail if you want to. Uh, But it's just not worth our energy in the sense of resisting in in a massive way. We've got other things that we should be fighting, and our battle is not against flesh and blood. And so uh, Karen and I, we've talked about this at length, and, uh, and, and it's one of those things we just feel it's, it's, we've got to be wise, uh, we've got to be reasonable, uh, we've got to be caring, but at the same time, we're not going to go over the top with this thing, with fear or with any... any uh, and people do have to self-govern to a large extent, just like you do in your own home. And so we feel like that's a, it's a balanced way to go about it. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff we could say, um, you know, and, you know, you can ask us our opinions that we may or may not give it. But, you know, we, we want to pray for wisdom in this season. And uh, uh, the Bible talks a lot about wisdom. And one thing it says about wisdom is if you want wisdom, 
You've got to get wisdom. <laughs> You've got to pray for wisdom and God will give it. And we do need wisdom in this season. We need wisdom in this era coming up. Politically, there's some really interesting things going on right now. Uh, because of the drive of Christians joining the Liberal Party, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Some you'll be aware of, you know, there's talk of family first rising back up for some ex-Labor Party MPs. And then there's some other things happening again in the Liberal Party as well. So this week's a really interesting week. Uh, we're meeting with a whole bunch of leaders and pastors uh, this week. Um, I won't give you the date and time because you don't need. You can ask me if you really want to come, but you know, just in case uh, others are watching who we don't want to be there. But a lot of leaders uh, are coming, and um, significant leaders in church denominations, uh, leaders of whole uh, organisations and denominations who don't normally come to this sort of stuff are coming, and um, just not under the banner of a leader or a group, but under the banner of conservative politics, Christian morality, ethics, uh, and that whole theme that we're standing for in our political arena. And so be praying. Um, it's on in the latter half of this week, and uh, it's, it's really important, and, and it's, it's exciting what God's doing. And so in amongst all this COVID stuff, there's a real uprising of conservative Christian values in politics, and the voice is starting to get louder and louder. So um, we'll give you more updates about that as things progress, yeah? Okay, is that okay? All right, just give someone an air high five. Yeah? Awesome. I saw some contact. Rebels. Keith's a rebel. Well, I've titled this morning, If Not For Grace. If Not For Grace. I want to tackle three quick themes. Some you'll know, some you may not have heard of. Some are kind of old school, um, but that's okay because they set the theme for grace. And so really, I'm talking on grace this morning. Um, we live in a world that uh, takes for granted a whole lot of stuff. And so I want to start right back at the beginning in the Garden of Eden, Psalm 51, 5 uh, and it will make sense in a minute, says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now, that's not talking about um, conception out of marriage. That is talking about sin is rampant in the world even before we were born. In the Garden of Eden, there was sin unleashed, this disease unleashed called sin. And oftentimes this in, uh, let's, let's call it theological terminology, this is called original sin. Original sin is the sin that originated in the garden, but it's that sin that pervades through humanity and uh, we can't avoid it no matter what we do but for the grace of God. And so I want to explore this a little bit more. And it's going to sound really bad for the first half, but then it's going to end well. Is that okay? Yeah. Just take a deep breath. I know some of you are choking on your air, your thingos right now. Original sin. Funny concept. 
But it's worth us understanding as believers, and it's not something that uh, even even Christianity. I was watching some, believe it or not, leftist Christians uh, who are very left of center, very uh, liberal in their thinking. They allow a whole lot of stuff that we would never allow as traditional uh, fundamentalist Christians, if you like. And uh, and so I was listening to this, thinking, wow, how. How can they even call themselves Christians if they believe this stuff? Well, the truth is, uh, when we stray from Scripture, when we stray from truth and we begin to take on our own concepts through our own hurts, our own filters, we are destined to get it wrong. Why? Because of the original sin back in the garden. It's like that disease that has pervaded through humanity all over the earth uh, for the last few thousand years. And it's one of those things that unless we get a concept of what sin is, we may be susceptible to interpreting life and what's okay and what's not okay through our own feelings. But this is not how we are to interpret things. As the next decades come on, we are going to hear and see more and more people interpreting what is truth, what is right through their upbringing, through their beliefs, through their feelings, through what they think they are and what they think they aren't. And what it ends in confusion because there's no basis of truth. There's no understanding of truth. So we need to recognize that sin is a disease that only has one cure. And it originated then, and it won't be fully completed until Jesus returns. So moving on from there, then we get to this term. Uh, In fact, I'll read Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everyone in this room. That means me many times. That means everyone who has walked the face of the earth other than Jesus Christ have sinned and fall short of the glory of God no matter how good they are. No matter how good our best efforts are, unfortunately, because of the disease called sin, it is in every single human being. And this is often called total depravity, meaning humans are totally depraved in and of themselves outside of the grace of God. And you can actually see it. Um, You can see the world is not particularly getting better in its ideologies, is it? It's not, it's not heading on a good path. If humanity keeps going the way it's going, I mean, who knows what's going to be legalised? Uh, and who knows what's going to be the norm? Because when sin enters, it gets worse, not better. Because it's like a disease. It doesn't heal itself. It does, it does maybe project some, some good things from time to time and it sidles up to truth and gets close to truth to deceive as many people as it can and then it comes back to deception again and then it's overt sin. And so we, we have to follow carefully what is truth. Otherwise, we will follow the path of depra- deprivation total depravity. And this is our destiny if we don't understand the truth of God's grace, because humans are totally depraved. And there's many, many examples of that. I want to read you from a guy. His name was Spurgeon. He's often called the Prince of Preachers. And he said, the fact is that man is a reeking mass of corruption. He doesn't mince his words, does he? 
His whole soul is by nature so debased and so depraved that no description which can be given of him, even in, by inspired tongues, can fully tell how base and vile a thing he is. Why does he talk like this? Because the truth is, at the core of every single one of us, we are rotten. We are rotten. Now, you might be thinking, that is terrible preaching. That's not, that's not what I came for this morning. It's okay, you can have your money back. <laughs> but unless we get an understanding of what sin really is and what really lies inside of us, we don't understand the full grace of God. Because when we understand how sinful we really are and how debased we actually are as human beings. Now, I'll always remember R.T. Kendall saying one of his worst fears is that God would project up on the screen in front of everyone he's preaching to all of the sinful thoughts and all of the sins he's ever had. No one would ever ask him back ever again. But the truth is it's the same for every single one of us. Every single one of us. And we know in and of ourselves, if we're honest, that we are vile and debased. And so this, this thing called sin, which has entered the world, which we unfortunately have to live with, needs an immunity somehow. We need an answer somehow. Otherwise, the Christian message is very depressing. But it's not depressing, it's reality. And the truth is, in today's world, if we don't understand what is sin, then we can actually uh, enjoy sin and we can actually feed ourselves on sin without knowing it. And I fear this a little bit for the next generation, that when we're talking sexuality and gender and, and our thinking and some of the things that may be becoming okay, that we get so dumbed down to thinking, well, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And unfortunately, things that, that, that are scriptural truths, and this is what I was watching, this, this guy who's, who's a, a leftist Christian, I mean, he still believes in the gospel, but he believes in a whole lot of other stuff, apart from homosexuality and everything being okay. And I'm thinking, wow, there's young people potentially watching and following this guy, and unfortunately, it's a message that is allowing sin. And that's not the gospel. And so we need to fully recognize what sin is, fully recognize how debased we actually are, how depraved we actually are, to then fully envelope the grace of God. Now, many people in today's society, and we, we have a lot of, I mean, if you watch TED Talks or if you watch anything on YouTube, you watch, there's so many good people out there who have incredible things to say and there's documentaries you can, you can watch, you can listen to Greta Thunberg, you can do whatever you like. But ultimately, sooner or that didn't go down too well. Do you even know who she is? <laughs> um, anyway, well, I think we'll leave that one. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's not get into conspiracies. But often, often hear something you say you, or you hear said, trust the science. And I scratch my head when, when I hear that terminology. I'm thinking, trust the science on what? Trust the science on this issue? Trust the science on evolution? Trust the science on gender ideology? What, what do we trust the science on? Why am I saying all that? Because we have to question everything through the filter of, the, of Scripture. Through the filter of Scripture. We don't question things on the most popular TED Talk. 
We don't question things and just listen to something just because someone has the biggest profile and the biggest uh, message out there. Because if we run that race, it, it ends in confusion. Because there's really popular people saying one thing and there's really popular people saying another thing. And who do we listen to? We have to have the scripture as our filter for everything. Because I get confused when, when I have to trust science on one thing but not trust it on another thing. And so question everything. Trust the government. Here's another one. This same government has just passed abortion to birth laws. So we've got to question these things. I'm not saying we rise up against the government, but what am I saying? We need to understand scripture. We need to understand the sin of the world. We need to understand the environment so that we can have clarity about what is right and wrong. There's other things. Trust your feelings. Well, if we trust our feelings, we're going to go really bad. Why? Because we're totally depraved. And that's why things get worse when we begin to talk about, you know, freedom of choice and uh, the the whole uh, prostitution push that may be coming soon for legalization of prostitution in SA, believe it or not, it's coming, uh, is uh, the saying is, my body, my choice. Well, you know, it's... it's, Okay, if you take that line, you can keep going as far as you like, but it gets really, really depraved, really depraved. And humanity just spirals down to be like animals. And so we need to recognise that humanity is depraved and it needs an answer for this disease. So let's get to the good part. Is that okay? You can take a deep breath, pat yourself on the shoulder, you've made it this far. Let me give you a definition of the word grace. The free and unmerited favour of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. Romans 10.13 says this, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What will we be saved from? This disease called sin. We'll be saved from this disease. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the message of grace. Because all need saving from something. Because everyone, as we read back in uh, Psalm 51, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Why? Because the world is sinful. And the world has this disease. So therefore, we need Romans 10, 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All of us need saving. We all need saving to the same degree. Doesn't matter if we've done one sin or a thousand sin, we've still broken the law. We've still broken the bond between us and the Father. And there's only one way to be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's interesting that um, it seems like, you know, every third movie that you watch nowadays has some kind of theme in it about a disease, an epidemic or something like that. And, you know, or, and some of them made a long ago. And oftentimes the only cure is to find someone with this pure blood, find someone with the pure blood somewhere. And it's normally a, you know, good looking young teenager, um, you know, who's the star of the show. And, and uh, but all of it's just a very, very faded image of Christ. 
The blood of Christ is the immunity for the disease called sin. And you and I were born into sin, and there's only one cure. And no matter what state you're in today, even if we are in a state where we've given up, where we've stopped believing, where we've just, we don't even know what's right and wrong anymore, when we enter into that grace of God, of believing in Him, washing our unbelief and our sin in, the, in His blood, then we get the free gift of grace. The free gift of grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. There's nothing outside of faith that you and I can do to earn immunity. There's only one way, believing. Believing. Believing then leads us to good works, but good works can never enter us into salvation. Can never, we can never participate in the grace of God by good works. It's only by you and me switching on our hearts and saying, yes, yes, I believe. And that grace, which talks about here, that free gift of grace is given to you and it's given to me simply by believing. It's a great message, isn't it? It's the thing that's pretty much the reason we're all here and why we do what we do. But sometimes we need to remember that this grace then empowers us to go and do good works. It then empowers us to go and believe for new things, for fresh things. Uh, even in this, I mean, I wonder in five years whether we'll even hear about COVID. I don't know, maybe not. But it's good to sometimes take step back and look with God's perspective and say, what are you doing in this season, Lord? What are you worried about? Or what's, what are you, what's on your heart for this season? And I watch a lot of stuff, you know, I like to watch news from other parts of the world, not just Adelaide, because it gets a bit, you know, sort of insular. But um, when you watch other stuff and you see the perspectives around the world, different takes and some are really free, some are locking down and some are doing this. And it's like, wow, it's interesting how we can, we can choose to rise up and fight some things that are so localized sometimes. But sometimes it's good to take a step back and say, all right, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you want to accomplish in my life, in my situation right now, in this in this hour, in this season. And it may be interesting to see what he says, but I believe he's always moving, he's always growing, he's always stretching us, and I believe he wants to do things in you and in me in this season that he's, he wasn't doing last year, the year before, because he's always moving ahead, isn't he? And it's, the, it's his grace that draws us into his goodness. His grace draws us into good things, but we continually need to live in his grace. Because I don't know about you, but, you know, there's times when my thoughts aren't always perfect. We have a, a, a neighbor who lives in our region and, um, and they're, you know, not always the nicest neighbor about, you know, petty issues sometimes, like our sheep getting out and eating all their grass. But, um, well, it's kind of mowing for free, I figure. It's like VIP service for free. But anyway, so, you know, there's, there's, I take my responsibility for our part. But, you know, um, it, it, 
Look, she tackles me in some pretty aggressive manner uh, at times, and I have to remember, okay, okay, breathe. It's not worth it. It's, it's, it, you know, it's not worth the battle, and I have to just take on grace. And my family was evidencing that the other night when they're all sitting in the room, and I was copping an earful, and I'm like, okay, okay, all right, whatever. We'll just, we'll just walk this out in grace. There are times where we need to purposefully chase after grace, otherwise total depravity will get in there first. Do you know what I mean? Keith knows what I mean. He's the only honest one in the room this morning. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I know you all know what I mean because you're human. You're human. And we all face this stuff of whether we're going to let sin reign or whether we're going to let the grace of God reign. I've learned, and I'm not perfect by any stretch, but it's easier to let the grace of God reign. doesn't mean we have to, don't have to accept things and face things and tackle things. Of course we do. But when we do it with an understanding of the grace of God, then there is a grace on it. And there's not, there's not an, a, a, a forcefulness on it. Then there's not pressure cooker situations. So I want you to stand this morning and uh, I want to pray. Oh, yeah, you can clap. Clap yourselves for coming along this morning. And I just want to pray for the grace of God, just fresh, fresh grace over us as people and um, for wisdom in this season but that we would walk in new levels of grace. So, Lord, we just, we just take on your grace this morning. We understand that we don't deserve your grace and your mercy, but for some reason, for some reason, you love us. And even while we were sinners, Christ died for us and poured out his grace, poured out the immunity for the disease of sin, Upon us. If you're in this room or watching online this morning and you don't know what this grace is, you haven't been freed from the disease of sin, then I encourage you to do it now. All you have to do is believe in your heart this morning and say, Yes, Jesus, wash me clean. Get rid of this disease in my life. I want immunity. I want your love and your grace. I believe in you, Jesus. Come into my life. I want to live for you. I want to live with you in this grace. It's all you have to do is do that this morning and you will enter into his presence. You will enter into eternity when you die. It's as simple as that. And so I pray this morning, Lord, anyone in this room or online who needs to accept your grace will do that this morning. And Lord, that you will come into their lives. You will refresh their lives. You will pour out your grace and your love upon them, this immunity to the disease called sin. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. I pray for everyone else that you'll teach us about your grace. Give us wisdom to operate in powerful grace in this season, to walk in grace, to believe in grace, that you'll open doors and close doors, that you would do things that no man can do, and that you'll pour out your spirit in our city and in our nation and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.